Well, uh, who remembers two or three weeks ago what I preached? Come on. John? Joshua. John. Okay. Thank God that one remembers. <laughs> it's not a test. Uh, and I said at the end of my message that I will continue our study of this man of God sometime later. And I tried to get a new message, but the Lord did not allow me. So we're going to continue today uh, about Joshua, the man of God. Let's open Joshua to the first chapter, Joshua first chapter. I want to read two verses, verse 1 and verse 5. Verse 1 and verse 5, just to refresh your memories and remind you. Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, verse 5, No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. What a promise. Let me see where we are. What a promise. We covered last time we spoke about Moses that he was just an ordinary man. Remember that? I'm refreshing your memory. And then and we talked about that and then we talked about he was a dedicated and determined man of God. And we ended up by saying you may call him after serving Moses for 40 years. You may call him a man of all seasons because Moses used him. He was a good soldier, a loyal servant. But before that, he was a man of God. He was filled with the Spirit of God, we said. He was a courageous man. And today... We're going to look at a certain time in his life where he was put to the test. And we are going to look at his faithfulness and loyalty. Two words in our 21st century... That people are looking for and they cannot find them. You cannot find faithfulness nowadays. 
with so few and also loyalty. Even when I used to work with a big corporation, loyalty used to be and faithfulness number one desired to build a career. At the end of my time working for that corporation, things have changed. And they said, we don't mind about loyalty and faithfulness as long as you have a commitment to finish the job. Totally different. And nowadays, we live in a world that is totally different. The world hates God. That's no different from the first day since Adam and Eve. The world today hates God. It has changed its appearance, but the heart is still the same. And today we are going to look and apply it for ourselves, hopefully, about what Joshua did, how he stood with a friend of his that he made friends during uh, their spying days by the name of Caleb, and how they showed faithfulness and loyalty, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, a little bit. He was a brilliant Joshua, military man. Some people uh, wrote about him. He was a strong military man with a spiritual influence. And the key to his success was his submission to God. We found out last time he was obedient to Moses. Being obedient to your leader, B, is being obedient to God. He was. Joshua's obedient and loyalty served as a model. And as a result of his faithfulness, Israel remained faithful to God throughout Joshua's lifetime. Let's look at his faithfulness. He was asked in Numbers chapter 13 to go and spy the land before they have to enter it, the people who were in the wilderness, the Hebrew people. Though they didn't need to do that, Because God promised them the land since the days of Abraham. And when God promises, he fulfills. And when we have a promise from God, we should be assured and reassured that God, God fulfills his promise. He answers us with his promises. And he came and he said, okay, you want to make sure? All right. Moses said, choose 12 people amongst them who are the leaders of the tribes or the leaders of their families. And we call them tribes. They chose 12 leaders. And amongst them, we have two men we are going to cover who were so faithful and so loyal amongst them, Joshua and Caleb. 
They did not complain. Said after all, after we spent almost two years now traveling in the wilderness before we entered to the promised land, the land that God said it is overflowing with milk and honey. And we don't need to go and spy. We have the assurance of God, these two men said. But nevertheless, nevertheless, the Lord went with them. And Moses said, okay, let's do it. Let's get 12 people representing the whole nation. And what, a, what, what God is so wise. His wisdom is above anything else. So he had the representative of the whole 2 million plus to go and see and spy the land. No complaint from this man, Joshua. Though he was convinced he was with, he was Moses' servant. He didn't have any problem with the promise that God told him that you are going to go into the land. You are going to possess the land. He said, never mind. Moses, you gave me this job. I will take it. And he took it. Dear friends, who can tell what God is preparing for us? Moses, uh, Joshua didn't know. Neither Caleb. And whenever we are facing a certain situation and we are called to do a job, so many times we said, why me? Right? Why me? Or we go through a situation in our lives, we say, why me? Some, allow me to say that, murmur and complain about their unimportant place of service. Did you experience that? Or did you see it? Don't answer me. Think in your heart. These people feel they are worthy of far more than what they have been asked to do. However, let us be aware that God may be testing us to see our faithfulness. Some of you maybe are asked to do a certain job in the church today. I wish we had the whole church. Many are sick and I hope they are hearing me today. And very soon we are going to review the responsibilities on Wednesday night of each and everyone. And I hope no one thinks that, well, I could do a better job if they asked me to do this or they asked me to do that. Well, let me tell you one thing. Whatever job God has given you and responsibility in the church of God, take it because it's a test of your faithfulness. Remember what the Lord said to those people who were given little to do with in his absence. And when they were presented before him, he said, well done. Good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little thing, be in authority over ten cities. Whatever your responsibility in the church, it is a test of your faithfulness. Take it and run with it. And do it for the Lord. 
Was Joshua faithful? Did he go to the land? He went. And you know, there were 12 men. The elite. Representing all the tribes. And during their travel days, about 40 days there in the land, he made friends with another person. That he knew he, he made more friends. He, he, he came to know Caleb very well. And they became both like-minded. As we see later on when they came back. And the rest gave the ten others who went to spy the land. They came back and gave a very bad report about the land. Especially when they saw the giants. Fortified cities. They can take care of them. And here we are, untrained. We have no knowledge of how to fight a war. They came and gave a bad report. But only two. Joshua, the faithful. And Caleb, the faithful, came back and gave a wonderful report. He said, yeah. Yeah, we can go up and possess the land. Because we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Because we have God on our side. We can. There was a challenge there. And Moses, their leader, was sure that they can conquer it. And they didn't want to let him down. They supported him. They stood with him. They knew standing with him, standing with God. And they proved that they were right at the end. The ten false witnesses when they came back. When they met with God. God presided over their return. And he heard their report. And he heard Joshua and Caleb's report. Keep your eyes on Joshua. The ten with all the people. Thousands and thousands said, no, we cannot go up. We are not able to conquer the land. That only two, Caleb and Joshua, they said we are able to go and possess it and conquer it. And it's ours because it's promised by God. I read a note someone wrote about that. He says, the ten false witnesses, he called them false, who received their false witness were compelled to turn back into the wilderness. There to wander up and down for 40 years and then die and be buried in the wilderness. How about the two that stood faithful to God and faithful to Moses? Joshua and Caleb, the Bible says, stood on the blessed ground of faith in the living God. Faithfulness 
Though they were tempted. They faced. Really. Some scary situations. They knew. There are 45 cities. 45 cities. They knew. They have a big task. Ahead of them. They knew it was difficult. But they knew also. They can conquer it by the power of God. Because God promised. Don't. The ten spies left God out of their lives. And the two others depended on God to win the battle. The former ten declared that God had brought them there to die. Right? And they wanted to, they wanted to go back further than that. They, they conspired against Moses, they said, let us topple him and get another leader to take his place. He brought us to die in this wilderness. Listen to this thought. They declared that they are going to die in this wilderness. You know what happened? They died in the wilderness. The only two who had faith in God, the faithful ones, they outlived them all and they went and conquered the land and lifted the land. Faithfulness. Yes, being faithful is not easy. There are many hurdles to overcome in being faithful. Many temptations, many disappointments to handle, many personal sins that beset us if we are to be faithful, many burdens that can depress us. There are dangers to face and afflictions to bear in this wilderness. And Satan, you know what, is standing around always urging that we quit the trying. Right? Faithful people. Thank God for you. Satan is the author of all doubtful questions, isn't he? Doesn't he come to you and throws doubt? He delights in shaking the confidence of your soul. But he has no power whatever against a soul that simply confides itself in God. Faithful people, Joshua never quit. Thomas Edison, they say, I read that he had 1,800, some people say 18,000, but whether it's 1,800 or 18,000, okay, experiment before he perfected the arc light. He never gave up. And one day after experiencing like 50 failures on another project, he said this, I have found 50 ways it cannot be done. Did you hear that? And finally, he found another way to be done. That's faithfulness. I have a book called Some Dogs I Have Known. 
who heard that from me a long time ago. Some dogs I have known. And here's a story about a faithful dog. Hashi his name. He was a Japanese dog who used to accompany his master to the railroad station each morning and then greet him back in the evening at the station. He used to go to work and greet him back. One night, the man did not return, having died in another city where he works. Although the little dog had met its master for only a few months before, but for over ten years, listen to this, the dog went to the station every night, sadly trotting home again after waiting an hour for his master. The faithfulness of Hashi impressed the nation so much that the government of Japan erected a statue of the dog on the spot where he had perseveringly waited every night one hour for his master to come. And then they made statuettes to all schools and distributed there in the, in the whole territory of Japan. Faithfulness. You want a story for another dog? I have the book. Faithfulness. A shepherd once came to the city of Edinburgh, Edinburgh, which is in, uh, which is, uh, yeah. From the country, he was away from the capital. He had his small obedient dog with him. While there, the man died and he was buried. That little dog lay upon its master's grave. Not for a day, not for a week or a month, for 12 years. Every day at 1 o'clock, a gun was fired at the capital in the castle of Edinburgh. And when the, the, the gun was fired, the dog would run to the local baker who gave it food every day and water every day at noon. Then back to the grave it would go. This continued till the dog died 12 years later. That's faithfulness. If a dog can be faithful, a dog who has no eternal spirit can be faithful. Let me ask you a question. Are we faithful? They are going to eat us alive. The ten other people representing the tribes. They are going to eat us alive. Except two men. Men of God. Joshua. Who was well trained. Who lived serving his master. He said no. The promise is we can. And we will. And they did. That's faithfulness. My question, are we faithful? Are we? And if you're sitting and thinking, 
How can I be so faithful? Let me tell you one thing. Trust the word of God. The other word, the other quality they had, these two, is loyalty. While others said, let's topple. We don't want this man. We don't want Moses. What what did Joshua say? Wrong. Moses is a man of God. He is appointed by God. He is my leader and your leader. And I am his servant. Read his story. Read Joshua. And I will be loyal to him. Number one, because because he's appointed by God. Number two, because the word of God says so. I read someone wrote this about loyalty. And may God, may God work in our hearts to be faithful to no end. And loyal to no end. He said, there is no substitute in language or in fact for loyalty. When that word is spoken, you see Moses standing before Pharaoh. You see Elijah facing the false prophets on Mount Carmel. You remember that, dear Christians? You see Nehemiah building the wall And never gave up for one second. You see Paul preaching where? In prison. Luther. Affirming his stand. By addressing the archbishop. And those who were. Prosecuting him. I will not retract. That's loyalty. You see a thousand martyrs lighting with their burning bodies the Colosseums in Rome. Why? Because they are loyal to their Christ. Men and women, the Bible says, men and women, open with me. Open with me to Hebrews chapter 11. I want to read you a few verses there that when I read them, I had tears in my eyes about faithfulness and loyalty about these men and women who went before us. Verse 36, 1136. I wait for your Bibles. 1136. And he was giving a list of those people who had faith, which is chapter 11 is their chapter of faith. And others, he says, others, he did not name them because there are so many including those who were burning and lighting the Colosseum of Rome, and others experienced mockings, scourgings, yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute. Afflicted, ill-treated, homeless, etc. He says, men and women of whom the world was not worthy. Loyalty. 
They build monuments across the ages. And they deep in their heart, if you open their heart, you see the word loyalty written in it. Faithfulness. Please listen to me. I have five more minutes. When you are loyal to God and faithful to Him, you are loyal to your calling like Joshua. When you are loyal to God, you're loyal to your leaders, to your church. You're loyal to your little ministry that you have. And you do it with all your heart. When you are loyal to God, you're loyal to your wife. You're loyal to your husband. You're faithful to your wife. You're faithful to your husband. You're faithful to your marriage vows. When you are loyal to all these things plus, then you are loyal to yourself. Today, loyalty is becoming scarce in our land, as I said at the very beginning. The foreign ideologies that they talk about nowadays on the radios, on TVs, and so on, is sapping the living, the living power out of our young children at schools, of our women and men. And they are taking out the strength of manhood and womanhood out of them and giving them bad ideologies. Drugs, drunkenness, immorality, they're, they're taking everything that God has placed in the human, good human heart. That's why our society is affected. Our families are affected. Our society is affected. Those ten spies that came and preached a different, different report. They gave a bad report. What happened to the people? The people started crying. We want to go back to Egypt. And that's what's happening to our nation today. To our families today. They're leaving God. They're leaving Christianity. They're trying to find their way under the new ideologies and liberties that they were told they will find. They won't find it. The only liberty you find is in the Lord Jesus Christ, period. Liberalism today that is being taught in our schools, preached in our society, and preached to the, to the people. You know what's happening. It's putting a dagger in the heart of Christianity and the Christian churches around the globe. Oh, in the face of this evil tide, oh, for people like Joshua, for people like a man who stood against the thousands, for people like Caleb, for people who are honest, sincere, and faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, to stand like those martyrs of old. And that's what the man did. And that's why God elevated him at the end and put him in charge. He took the place of Moses by a heavenly decree. You know who gave him the place of Moses? 
They didn't gather together and say, okay, let's get the 12 tribes, let's, let's vote. There's no voting in the church of God. Let's vote. No, guess what? There's no voting. Okay, six against five, the six win, okay, they're winner. We're not, we're not electing a president. We're not here in the, in a townhouse. Look what happened here. It came about, verse one, about the death of Moses, right after this, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua. Who spoke to Joshua? Did you hear me saying that? It's the word of God. The Lord spoke to Joshua. I said, Joshua, okay, Joshua, from now on, you're the leader. Read it, first ten verses. I appointed the leader. God appoints his people in the church. There are no committees in the church. Don't make a mistake. If, if the Lord takes me before you, don't make a mistake and form a committees. You'll go backward. Depend on the Lord. He assigns. And obey them. And follow them. Because God is the head of his church. Man is not the head of his church. Oh, for men and women like that. Please to this, listen to this woman of old. Please listen to her. Who proclaimed her loyalty and faithfulness. It's on the pages of eternal word. And you know who I'm talking about? Test? I know. Entreat me not to leave you. Who's saying that? Ruth. Amen. Entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following you. May we all follow the Lord. Like this woman. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God, where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. That's faithfulness. That's loyalty that is needed in the church of God. That's what Joshua proved to be. Vis-a-vis this, what are we going to do? Is the task big? Yes. Was it difficult for Joshua? Yes. Was it easy for them to go and take the giants out? Yes. Did they take them out? Yes. The answer is yes. To all these questions about Because God was with them. The God who we believe in who we worship, is more than able to help us possess the land. Let us hang. Let us continue being faithful. Let us ask the Lord to encourage us and to be more loyal and more faithful also. Someone said, as I reflect at my life and the the many problems that stresses us out on a daily basis, And the complicated solutions that we do not understand so many times. I saw this simple moral answer. No matter how difficult the challenge or how impossible 
or hopeful the task may seem. If you are sure of your course, just keep on going. You have two weapons with you. Loyalty and faithfulness. Be this men and women. And let us go forward. And God bless you. And bless this church. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to share your word with my dear friends here today. Help us, Lord, without adding anything to your voice. Help us to follow you, to honor you, to obey you, to do your will, and be the faithful people and the loyal people you want us to be. Dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen.